Hello, this is Pastor Dan of Edgeboro Murrayfield Church, and welcome to this worship by phone recording posted during the week of Sunday, November 1st. November 1st was uh, All Saints Day, and it was also the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost. I'd like to remind you to call this number back at any time to hear this message again, and call this number back each week for a new worship by phone recording. In a few moments, you will hear a scripture reading, my reflection from this week, and a brief liturgy. Let us quiet our hearts in prayer as we hear music recorded by Gail Justice. Our first reading comes from the first letter of the Apostle Paul's to the Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Paul writes, You yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully mistreated at Philippi, as you know, we had courage in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in spite of the great opposition. For our appeal does not spring from deceit or impure motives or trickery, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the message of the gospel, even so we speak, not to please mortals, but to please God who tests our hearts. As you know, and as God is our witness, we never came with words of flattery or with a pretext for greed, nor did we seek praise from mortals, whether from you or from others, though we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nurse tenderly caring for her own children. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. You remember our labor and toil, brothers and sisters. We worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaimed to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also. How pure, upright, and blameless our conduct was toward you believers. As you know, we dealt with each one of you like a father with his children, urging and encouraging you and pleading that you lead a life worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. We also constantly give thanks to God for this, that when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as what it really is, God's word, which is also at work in you believers. 
Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. These are the Beatitudes. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I don't know about you, but I think I needed to hear some familiar words this week just to be closer to God. Uh, Some of the hymns that we sang this past Sunday were familiar, the ones that uh, that Gail has recorded that we've used over the last uh, weeks and months during these worship by phone recordings. We hope that those have been familiar too. Of course, our gospel reading for today, very familiar words from Jesus, the Beatitudes. I needed all that because, well, from grief to increased unemployment to coping with so much change, we are experiencing a lot of pain and a lot of darkness and just a whole bunch that just weighs on us constantly. And we witness all this firsthand or secondhand or thirdhand. This impacts us all. One general thing that impacts all of us and kind of provides that darkness is a a fear of being used or overlooked or being reduced to something less than who you really are. Now, I know that might be taking a backseat to other fears right now of an upcoming election, of the pandemic, and so on, but I think it's still around. We see it all the time in movies. A friendship or even a romantic relationship forms between two characters until it's later revealed that one character was only using that relationship to get something from them or to get closer to someone else. It's that feeling of being used, being reduced to a pawn in someone else's scheme, being overlooked for something or someone else perceived as better than us. That's intense. It feels like betrayal. And the last thing we want is for our trust to be broken and then to be taken advantage of. And unfortunately, I don't think we have to look too far to find this happening to us and to others. It's hard not to feel reduced or overlooked on social media. Not only are you constantly viewing everyone's best side and carefully selected pictures while you're online, but you're also constantly being asked to like or add or follow or subscribe or whatever the words are. Uh, You're constantly being asked to do those things by other people and most especially companies. And when a huge source of income for social media is personal advertising, 
targeted not to you as a person, but to people who have personal data like you. It's easy to feel like your subscription or your following and your data and the things about you are more important than you yourself. I would imagine it's hard for people of color not to feel less than or overlooked or even maybe betrayed when they witness schooling, incarceration rates, violence, and COVID cases disproportionately impact them. I think it's hard for all of us not to feel overlooked when living in a time where there are so many statistics, some of them huge numbers, and they're being talked about constantly. COVID deaths, positive cases, negative cases, daily infection rates. Add to that the election and polling numbers and voting results. Man, we might begin to think, am I just one more person in a sea of faces? Is my test result going to contribute to someone else's picture of this pandemic? Is my vote simply being used for others to gain power? Am I simply just a number? The fear of being overlooked or used or scammed or taken advantage of is all around us. So much so that the desire to avoid all of this has become our default way to operate in this country. And now it's hard to know who to trust. While not right, it's not unique to us in human history. People could become leaders who wanted to attract followers, not with their followers' interests in mind, but with their own interests in mind, interest of power or popularity or credibility. They would make grandiose promises and, and speak great words, but no actions would come of it. The people of Thessalonica are leery of this from the Apostle Paul who they all learned from. And so they were seeing that some of his teachings had not come true yet, like how Jesus had not returned to earth yet. And so they were beginning to think that Paul was all talk and no action, just like some of these other leaders. But Paul wrote in his letter, that which we read for our scripture reading, that he writes, and he was there with them with no deceit or impure motives or trickery, that he speaks not to please mortals, but to please God, that he and his entourage, those that he came with, never came with words of flattery or with a pretext for greed, nor did they seek praise. Uh, they were gentle among them. He said, like, gentle like a nurse, tenderly caring for her own children. He goes on to write, so deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. And with all this, Paul is saying that his care for them came first, and then he put it into action, just as he taught them to do. He says, you remember our labor and toil, brothers and sisters. We worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. Paul's point being, action came with, if not before, the words of his teachings, the words that made everybody in Thessalonica followers. So Paul practiced what he preached. The exact same could be said about Jesus. 
Before the Beatitudes and all his great words from the Sermon on the Mount, he was healing people. He didn't just gather people to obtain followers to further his credibility. The people were there because, before all this, he had traveled and healed people and listened to people. Jesus' loving actions came before he ever taught them anything. In following Jesus, our fear of being overlooked and used is gone. Jesus invites us to follow him not for his own benefit, but for ours. And that's grace. And in his grace, we know that we are never overlooked. And if that is true for us, we know that this is true for others. For Christ's love extends to them just as it extends to us. As we live with the reassurance that this gives to us that we are not overlooked, we must live to share that same reassurance with others, especially with those who are truly overlooked, just as Jesus did. So act with the hungry in mind as Edgeboro collects and prepares food for those connected to the Bethlehem Emergency Shelter and Esperanza and Northeast Community Center. Act with the grieving in mind as we all remember those who have gone before us on this All Saints Day and on the week of this All Saints Day, let us act with the lonely in mind, as many won't be able to see loved ones during the approaching holidays. Let us pray with our enemies in mind, often overlooked in our prayers, that we might look toward reconciliation. As we live with the reassurance that we are not overlooked, let us live with that same reassurance for others. And so may we care for those who are truly overlooked. The fear of being overlooked is powerful. And though our fears are not erased, Christ came, died, and rose again, that we might conquer fear and live not with fear, but with love, and live not just with our own self-interest in mind, but equally live with the interests of others in mind. You are not overlooked in the eyes of Christ, and neither are your neighbors. May that reassurance permeate all aspects of our lives. Amen. On behalf of everyone listening, I will now pray the church litany, which is found in the Moravian Book of Worship and has often been called the greatest Moravian intercessory prayer. So we come before God in prayer. Lord, from all sin, from all error, from all evil, preserve us, gracious Lord and God. From famine and disease, from disaster by fire or flood, storm or earthquake, from war and bloodshed, from the violence of wicked people, from pride and trust in our own wisdom and strength, from needless worry and anxiety, from the selfish desire of becoming great, from hypocrisy and fanaticism, from envy, greed, hatred, and malice, from the deceitfulness of sin, from the power and destructive ways of Satan, from the influence of the secular spirit of this world, preserve us, gracious Lord and God. Lord, supply the needs of your people, Bless our labor and make us diligent in our daily tasks. Do not let any of us become entangled by the affairs of this life, 
but may everything we do or think be for you. Help us to make proper use of your gifts and make us generous in our giving. Help us to be loving and caring in all our relationships. Be present in our homes and guide us to bring up our children to love and serve you. Hear us, gracious Lord and God. Direct all governments in the way of justice and peace, that your will may be known and done among the nations. Bless those who hold office in our land, and may we lead under them a peaceable, godly, and honest life. Deliver us from the sins which lead to war and conflict, and strengthen within us the will to establish righteousness and justice on the earth. Enable us to make wise use of the world you have entrusted to us. Hear us, gracious Lord and God. Good Shepherd, we commend to your care those of our congregation who are absent from us today. Watch over those who travel. Send help to all who are in danger, trouble, or anguish. Strengthen and support those who suffer persecution for the sake of the gospel. Protect and provide for the poor the hungry, and the homeless. Support the aged. Bless and heal the sick and the afflicted, and in their suffering comfort them with your love. Enable the dying to put their trust in you as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Hear us, gracious Lord and God. Have mercy on your whole creation. Hasten the day when the kingdom of the world shall become your kingdom and by grace make us worthy to stand before you. Keep us in the everlasting fellowship with a church triumphant in heaven, and let us rest together in your presence from our labors. Amen. <laughs>